0: Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to
1: patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Oh! oh,
0: I that really oh! That would have been crazy.
2: This one is called the Pants. Take eight. Yoga. Woo. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Welcome
0: to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. You got that right. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful downtown Van
1: Nuys. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ed, what are we up to today? Oh, man. We got a question to ask our viewers and our listeners. And the question is this. How much faith is necessary? And that's the title of today's show.
0: Well, that's usually what most people ask when they're pleading for help. Like, that's right. Well,
1: we're in our cups. That's right. How
0: much faith is necessary for well, God's sakes?
1: That's right. We're in our Chobo cups right now. How much faith is necessary with Krista McAvina. If you have a faith enough to pray at all. You have faith to start with. You have enough faith to start with. So if you have faith enough to pray at all, you have enough faith to start with, says Emmett Fox. Just the willingness to want to believe that God is at work in your life, arranging and improving conditions on your behalf is sufficient to get results. That's the best news ever. That's all we need to
0: say throughout this
1: whole show over and over. That's so true. Man, has it been working for Daryl and I on this episode and Krista, on this episode and Indy, on this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire listeners to believe that God is blessing the people and the stories that upset us and transforming them for the better. And during the second segment, faith-fueled artist Krista McAvina encourages us to bless our lives and circumstances with a prosperous story and believe that God will bring it about with today's reading, which is grace. Ah, You want to go straight into being a member of the Funniest Thing Club today? Because yeah, that, that really is what faith-filled living is all about. Yes. If you're
0: wondering what a member of the Funniest Thing Club entails, I will read it from our charter. Yes. Those of you listening, you can imagine I have that old... Parch... Parchment paper. Yes, I'm putting on my monocle.
1: We should get. But if parchment.
0: you're watching us, you just see I'm just holding a crummy piece of white paper.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what you call a classified document.
0: So here we go. We're. This is the funniest thing, members, and uh, it's just a reminder of what our real intention is each day. That if you focus yes. on this and as your intention. Everything else in your life will
1: fall into place
0: perfectly
1: in divine order, I should say. Yeah, we have to warn you if you live this way, you're gonna have to put up with feeling better. Oh, yeah, having better relationships. Yep, having money come to you in joyful ways, and unexpectedly, no being unexpectedly, no longer being afraid of money, but actually enjoying circulating it to others, uh, looking better, feeling better. All the things you've always dreamed of and desired start to happen in amazing ways. So just a little warning before you get it. Yeah, you'll
0: have friends
1: wherever you go. Oh my God, yeah, it's amazing.
0: These are just a few benefits.
1: Yes. Of being a member. Of being a member, yes. So what
0: does that mean? It means we're simply a group of truth (laughs) enthusiasts who, who... Truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously, and that's it, just consciously imagine yourself radiating love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. Yes. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. And that's what this show is. We're just... We're just motivating each other by, and reassuring each other by sharing our experiences that occur when you apply this stuff. That's how the title of the show came, funniest thing, you're not gonna believe it. Because we're telling people like, which re- which gets us both excited that this stuff is real, that it really does work. Because a lot of the time when you're not feeling good, it's hard to believe it's gonna work. But even then,
1: it still works. Yes. You know, this is a non-member membership thing because you're already a member. The moment you came into this planet, you are already a member. So hopefully this show is just to remind you of the membership that you signed up for before you even came here. You are a part of this membership. We are, this is the kind of thing that connects us to everyone and especially to ourselves, yep. which is so important. Let's take a moment to bless all those who are contributing through Patreon and all those contributions. If you wanna contribute, patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. We're just gonna take a moment to magnify and multiply and appreciate those contributions. Then in the place that it matters most, we magnify and multiply it in our mind. Because when we do that, it chases out all the negative, fearful thinking, and it magnifies and multiplies how amazing this world is. So all those contributions, we appreciate them. They are going forward to get this message out to people also into Indy's dream and Indy's passing it on and Daryl's passing it on and I, and all of our guests. So thank you so much for contributing, whatever li- you are contributing, just know it is being magnified and multiplied and it's rippling out in really amazing ways to bless others. So well, thank it you.
0: It always comes back to you. Yes. It's so true. It's not just sending it out. You're actually going to It goes out, it blesses every every time you tithe, it blesses not just the person that you sent the tithe to, but it blesses everyone that they circulate. It continues to bless and bless and bless and it comes back multiplied. And that's when you will start becoming aware of how effortlessly your income starts to increase, as well as other things, because it really is just the practice of circulation and not hanging on to stingy thinking. Yeah. Because stingy thinking is stinking stinking thinking. Right. Because it's fear-based thinking. Right. And, you know, every time I send a, um, a check or send a tithe to the people I tithe yeah. to, it's just like how I am with bills now bills, I don't think of bills as, oh, I got these bills. I actually get excited paying them. They make me feel good paying them. Yeah, same. And I was like, ooh, I paid my bills. Woo, I get I get this great feeling of that circulation. Yeah. Plus, we got to remember that if you're complaining about your bills, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Because the fact that you get a bill really shows that this really is a generous universe. Because when you pay your bill, you got to remember you're paying in the rears, meaning it's actually a sign that you are being trusted mm-hmm. by others so much so that they are willing to provide the service up front. Right. Knowing, right, that yeah. you will pay that that you will reciprocate yes, yes. for their services. And and if you have checks, I always write in the little memo section for the the organizations and businesses that I still send checks to. I've just gotten this habit years ago. I always write thank you. I mean, I always sometimes I go, they think I'm Like my homeowner's tax, thank you, your DMV, thank you. Yes, it just feels so good. Right. And then part of me wonders, just imagine the person opening that. Yeah. Seeing a little thank you on oh, there. Oh, dude, it changes
1: everything. Yeah. That changes everything. And it's that's what money is for. It's meant to be circulated. Like the, the hold, clinging to it for security is not really what it's all about. And I used to feel like that. If, oh, I just had this big old chunk that I could cling to, then I'd feel safe and free and happy. But all of that comes to through connection to ourselves and to what we call God or a higher power to recognizing that we are loved and divinely supported and, and provided for. That's where true security comes from. And then you realize that, hey, this money is meant to be circulated. So it feels good to pass it on. And it feels good to be someone who can pass it on to others without fear and be that person who inspires others in that way. And we were been doing a prosperity Zoom for Patreon uh, contributors on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And Ginger Malota said, I love this. Thanks so much for doing it and posting it.
0: They're also recorded. So yes. if you're a Patreon contributor, you can go there anytime and watch them.
1: Right. and Because Marilee Warren said, I finally had a chance to catch up on all the shows. Not able to attend live due to work, but I'm really loving these. Hope you can continue to put on such inspiring videos. Well, thank you. And we also got a card in a in the P.O. Box this week from Janet Prince and a contribution you thank can send, you. Yes, you can send it anything you want to send it. Uh, send us through the mail to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. And we got a beautiful card. And Janet Prince said, Dear Daryl and Ed, or Hello, Daryl and Ed, just watched the episode with Miranda, our area. Wow, what a great message. Thank you for sharing the good news. Much love, Janet. And again, thank you for the contribution, Janet. We appreciate you. Sherry Knight on YouTube said, What a wonderful show. Thank you for all, thank you all for sharing and caring. Your laughter and love is contagious. We thank you, Sherry. You're often lately in my mind when I'm switching out of like selfish fear in the morning when I'm doing my morning routine. You're one of the first people in your family, Mike, and your son, and your daughter, and your grandkids. There, that you are the some reason you've been popping up a lot in my prayer. So, thank you, Sherry Knight. Oh, let's thank Indy real quick over here at Chobo Studios. How are you today?
0: Doing great, y'all. Amazing show so far.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I just wanted to share something that Michael Schoonover sent us for you, Indy. Um, well, first he said affirming that we both have an amazing show, you included, Indy. And Then he said, and tell Indy to start working harder on those fudging knobs today, as, as I said so. And he says, damn right. So no more slackers are allowed on Van Eyes.
0: <laughs> That's true, baby, and you know I'm riding those levels because you guys get excited.
1: We do get oh, yeah, excited, of course. yes. And it says, "Love you three, truth souls." Now you tell Daryl I'm still waiting on my drawn picture too. You get in his fudging toes, Ed. He wants a picture from you. Of wow. toes? This is a unity minister. Of toes? No, some some drawing he wants. I forgot. He mentioned it really? a while back. Let's get in touch with him and find out. Yeah. All right, Michael. <laughs> Easy, Michael. Easy. We're doing our best over here, but thank you for the love. Let's just thank our chief engineer out in Kansas City, Kansas, who posts all the um, that puts the sound effects and such, and posts the audio stuff for the um podcast version wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. His name is Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. Yeah, that, that's right? It's on if you're watching on YouTube, which get on there subscribe like the videos if you're not on youtube it's or if you're on youtube and you want to listen to it on the go and your phone spotify apple podcasts where else google podcasts every, youtube podcast music yeah stitcher. every what's that stitcher stitcher it's google. everywhere so you can watch it kirky uh, well you can listen to it too i was about to say that i was going to say kirky um has been a lot kirky from germany you, you might you might know him from postcards from kirky or kirk chelson um, what's it called, a guest on the show. Yeah. He's a screenwriter. Into you know, He's a big Hollywood guy, Netflix and such, writing shows and things. He has been a long-time yes. listener through the podcast. He jumped on YouTube. Very disappointed. Yeah, he finally found out what Daryl and Ed looked like. No, he knew what we looked oh. like, but he just didn't like seeing us while he listens. Yeah, so... To each their own. <laughs> That's why we have so many lovely options. Well, I
0: understand because I'm a listener because the theater of my mind is always on the affirmative side yeah. of people. Meaning when I listen to people's voices, I always imagine a, of course. a much handsome, handsomer or The divine image. Or, yeah. Or, much more professional looking atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes when I see it on YouTube I'm like, "Ugh, what's this? This is what I've been listening to?"
1: Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's happened to me many times with like DJs on maybe a sports radio DJ or I told you about oh a surf God. podcast you I listen see him, to. You're like, oh no, I really get it. Yeah, it's it's it is an amazing phenomenon. But all that is to say, we love you. However, you're tuning in and listening. Thank yeah, God. So, I, if
0: you think I look like John Ham on the podcast, you're going to be very disappointed when you see it on YouTube. Yeah, there is some bit of
1: a ham resemblance. Yeah, but it's not John. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right already let's get back to the idea of this you know what just show. happened now the
0: people that are listening are gonna tune in just to see
1: yeah <laughs> it's all a trick it's all reverse psychology That's a good way to get more subscribers i didn't do yeah. it for that reason no do you want to should we read the um, Emmett fox reading that inspired this
0: yes this is one of the be- this is one of my favorite readings because it really takes the pressure off
1: yeah it really does Oh, my God. You know what? I, I wanted to say one thing about uh, another bit of mail we got from Rhonda Barnes today, an email. She actually gave us the definition of amoral. And it wasn't even what I mentioned on a show where I had that dream where the yeah. woman was like, do you know what? A-? Yeah. And you know what? Amoral means neither concerned with moral or immoral. And it that really hit home for me because when we live by spiritual principles— this is, It's not morality anymore, it's like following no. this inner yeah guide this inner guidance that leads us because if God is unconditionally loving everyone, not based on some moral right and wrong Not based good on and bad and yeah, deans, yeah, it's an unconditional love and i ha- and i I've learned to look at it this way, amoral through working with kids who do stuff that is considered immoral or bad. So how do I continue to love them anyway? And how do I, I don't know. It's this method of this way. Of, I think Rumi has that quote. There's out beyond, out, out beyond wrong and right. There's a field or something like that. And I'll meet you there. And I think that's when we start living from love, it goes beyond right. And wrong. it comes into its way. There's a power that exists yeah. beyond right and wrong, beyond even what people consider. That's what allows us to continue to love unconditionally every person we meet regardless of what we've done and also it allows us to realize we are worthy of love and it's not based on what we've done or not done in the past because a lot of times when the things we've done or not done in the past if we look at if it feels like it was a negative thing it was because we didn't know any better we didn't realize our divinity we got disconnected from our divinity so the answer to all of these problems is to get reconnected to our divinity and that takes faith when it doesn't feel real because our mind is full of all this junk, which takes us back to the show. And sometimes we might, be, we might think we're unworthy or we might, not, we might think our faith is not enough, all of this stuff. But the good news is, like Jesus said, it just takes this, the faith the size of a mustard seed, which is basically him saying the tiniest thing he could possibly think of. Just a willingness to have faith. Well, You, know you jumped into some life. What do you got over there? Well, it's funny that you said
0: that definition of amoral. Right. Because I kept looking at this one quote this morning. I go, it doesn't really fit with the show. But this is exactly what you were saying. It says, when anyone has offended me, I try to raise my soul
1: so high that the offense cannot reach it. That's it. That's That's Socrates. That's it. That's what Eric Rutterworth talked about, vertical thinking. Yes. We need to, when we're stuck in something or, excuse me, believe we are stuck in something, we need to raise our vibration. That's what er- Abraham Hicks is all. About. That's what all of these teachers, raise our vibration to a higher altitude that is beyond these seeming wrong and right. Because there's no better feeling in the world to have judged ourselves unworthy of love and unworthy of good, and then to wake up to the recognition that we are worthy. And then our life force flows. And guess what? Does it really benefit the world to be sitting around and feeling unworthy? And the answer is no. Because then we've when we have a bunch of people who have been judged this and they they don't feel worthy. Then they don't share their gifts. Then there's less light in the world because people feel like there's their their light is unworthy of being shared. And those are the people who end up wreaking havoc on things. And we're and those are the people. And we're like when we feel that way, that's. There's no benefit. No one and nothing is benefiting from us holding our light in and judging ourselves as unworthy and immoral or bad. There's just no truth in that. There's no, because it doesn't benefit. Why would it benefit anyone for us to not share the love and light and the gifts that are within us?
0: You got to forgive and let die.
1: Forgive and let die.
0: Because I really got to, we got to constantly forgive ourselves. Yes. The idea that I deserve to feel bad because I did something that I believe is so horrible, it just perpetuates more problems. It's like when Freud said the guilt the perpetrator mm-hmm. feels after the incident that he feels he's guilty of preceded the very act. Yes. Meaning... When we feel guilty and we're beating ourselves up, then we start acting in ways that reaffirms that truth for us. It really is a metaphysical truth. Yes. And he brought it out in psychology. Mm -hmm. It's nothing different than what all these spiritual books say. And yet when you hear it as a layman, it sounds, that's absurd. How could you have the guilt
1: first? But it's true. Yeah, that's right. Because the guilt is the thing that's cutting us off and the beliefs associated with it are the things that are cutting us off from the inspired ideas that would lead us to be blessing and sharing our gifts and prospering and not even be tangled up in that stuff in the first place. I mean, this week I've been working with a student. I was telling you, I feel like I've been working in the ER on a metaphysical level all week like a doctor because I've had one student who's been so full of rage. He's been like a wrecking ball for everything the school is trying to do, the schedules, this and that, what he's supposed to do, not... And I first, I started taking it very personal and it was burning me out. And I started to become afraid of this young man in a way. He's in fifth grade. And I had to grab my faith and go, what am I doing? I started saying, this is the, he's not getting in the way of me doing my job. He is my job. This is the reason why I came here in the first place was to help people like him, who, you know, Daryl's friends with him. He's, you know, he's a little artistic, creative, empathetic fellow, but he's been so full of rage And a lot of that, he hasn't been given the tools to deal with it. He was, you know, he experienced some pretty heavy things and he still does, I believe, outside of school. So I just changed my tune. And instead of blaming him, something in my, as soon as I started doing this, my heart said, Look, he comes to your room and wants to stay there all day, because that's part of the issue, he's like always wants to be in my room and it's not even his classroom. And he'll grab an iPad and do things like that. But something in my heart showed me a different vision, which was, He's coming to you because he trusts you and he feels safe there and he feels loved. So I started just going, instead of, right where are you are supposed to be? Instead I would go, you're here, amazing. I just wanna tell you, I'm so happy to see you. And he would go, why are you yelling? And I go, because you, uh, you, you, I can't help but sing when, you, when I see you and I kept just pouring the love on him and slowly but surely we, like he started, he looked up, hey Ed, instead of like, F you. It was like, who won the game last night? And it's just these little things. And he started coming into my room calm and saying, Mr. Ed, can I have this? And it's just, re uh, there's something about it that I re, 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 renewed my faith in him. But I, in truth, I renewed my faith in myself and renewed my faith in love by seeing him through that lens. So um, let's get to this reading. Emmett Fox, in, which is, this is what inspired this show title. I was sitting there reading this on Sunday night or something. And this is the way the show works, and this is the way this, this way of living works. When we're attuned to, when we practice tuning into spirit on a daily level, things just jump out on us. And so whether it's Daryl or me, these titles will just like, some reason you just know. So I read the title, and I swear it was like God or Emmett himself whispered in my ear, use this as the title. So it's called How Much Faith is Necessary. And it says, have faith in your own faith. Have faith enough in yourself to believe that you really have enough faith to move mountains. That's what this, this kid was becoming a mountain for me. Is this a strange idea? Probably it is for many people, yet Jesus taught it. People are constantly saying that they wish they had more faith because if they had, if they had, they could get better results. You have to realize, however, that this attitude of mind is extremely negative. It is affirming, although indirectly, that your faith is very poor and you know what that means. Jesus said that the very smallest amount of faith, like a grain of a mustard seed, is sufficient. If you have faith enough to pray at all, you have enough faith to start with. If you had no faith, you would not be praying. Have faith in your own faith, and that in itself will build it up more and more until the work is done. And it says, be not faithless but believing, John twenty twenty seven. Do you remember what the... The, the the message version? Was?
0: Yes, I wrote it down. The message version of that same verse is don't be unbelieving, believe. Yes. That's why I love this. I mean, if you're listening, you could just remind yourself Emmett Fox's reading in a nutshell would be him saying in plain English, just the will, or in contemporary English, is reassurance, just the willingness. To want to believe that God is at work in your life, arranging and improving conditions on your behalf is sufficient to get results. Mm. Just wanting to believe that God is there working on the unseen plane, arranging and setting Mm -hmm. up divine appointments is enough to end up getting those divine appointments is enough to have it work that's all it takes that's what i have to hang my hat on and also i learned from the message version the bible verse where jesus says that all it takes is the faith of a mustard seed oh yeah you know that was uh that was actually translated from greek um Hebrew, right, and um, Latin, and then to the Queen's in- um, King James English, mm. which was the.
1: And they say Jesus spoke Aramaic to begin with.
0: Yeah, so the 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 original uh, seed. They used mustard seed in England because that's what people were familiar. Can relate to it. Yes, but actually, he said a poppy seed because that was the mm, popular, right? You know, plant in that area. Yeah. So. Uh, you know small a poppy seed is, right? I mean, there's like right. 18 billion poppy seeds on one poppy bagel, like
1: poppy seed bagel. And you have to get so, all of them out of your teeth by the time you're
0: Yeah, coming. so I mean, can you imagine? So it's just saying the will. That's why I like, just, do you want to believe that God is working on your behalf? Doesn't that sound delightful? Yeah, but that's silly. I don't care if it's silly. Doesn't that sound? Wouldn't you want to believe yeah. that there is God who loves you so much and wants to make successful appointments for you. Right. And and actually pull you out from obscurity, throw you into your most desired opportunity. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to believe that? Yes. Well, that's all it takes. That's the best part. Yeah. And then hanging on to that is the work. That's right. But it's not even hanging on to where I'm forcing myself to constantly repeat that vision no it's just the general idea that god Mm. is always for me never against me and that things are working out on my behalf the past few days i've been using in my morning routine because i've got a bunch of unfinished things like projects right you know at the and i don't have all the tools for these things it's uh you know, home repairs and stuff, which make it so much easier. If you have the right tool, any job is easy. Right. You know, if you have the right art supply or you know, whatever you need, if you have the tool, it's easy. If you don't have the tool, it can be rough. So I don't have all the tools. So I've been kind of like throwing these things in the back burner. I put them on my list. They don't get done. They get done. So finally I started – and I haven't been making them a pressing, I got to get this done just because right. I think it needs to be done. I mean, nothing is an emergency. Um, and emergencies happen rarely. Uh, and when they right. do, the solution is always right there, too, when I just surrender. Right. But these are the type of things, like the to-do list stuff that can build up or what have you. So I've been turning it over in my morning routine. I'm tell you what I wrote. In case you want to write something similar to yourself. Okay. So I've been writing. Thank you, God, for enthusing me. You know, because I'm asking God to guide me. Because I haven't been feeling doing these things, and I have a bunch of other things. So I've been in this, like, blah, ambivalent wake up in the morning. And just going through the motions, which is great. Right. But... uh My mind is saying, no, I I need to feel better about my day. So I wrote, surrendering it all to God. Believing God will do this. Thank you, God, for enthusing me. That means enthusing me in the direction of your will today. Because a lot of times I wrote, just guide me. Yeah. But I want to be enthused into
1: his will. Yes.
0: I really enjoy following your joyful nudges and inklings. Meanwhile... All that needs to be done by me is done effortlessly and with ease. And I got to tell you, things got done in two days that make no logical sense. They weren't even really on my to-do list. I mean, I have a a fence that need a fence, a gate that needed to be repaired. And this was something, go. I'm just going to have to hire a fence guy and Within two days, while we were listening, this is just two days ago, we were listening to Nancy's Prosperity Workshop. Yeah. So I had the earbuds in, and I'm in a parking lot because I had to do something out in Burbank. Yes. And in the Burbank parking lot is a Lowe's. Right. You were Uh, taking down the show from Yes Baby, right? Yes, the art show. Yeah. So there's a Lowe's, which is a home supply shop. Mm -hmm. So uh, I go, I wonder if they have the, wo- the pickets because they're a specific size from my fence. And I go in there, but I'm so high from this is the thing. It really is your mental atmosphere because I am feeling so good about the things being shared on Nancy's workshop. I'm going in there with like that feeling, you know. Just that good feeling of everything's okay. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing good stuff about prosperity, and I go. Let me just take a peek. So they have all the they have the exact size, which is a rare size. They have more than enough. I pick out six, and now I need them cut because mm. I don't have the equipment. Right. So there's the cutting stations right there. The guy comes over, cuts them all six pieces. Whoop. So I go, uh, and he goes, here you go. And I go, that's what, that's it, because normally they charge you like fifty cents a cutaway. Uh-huh. And I said, I don't need to be billed. He goes, Nah. I'm like, Thanks. I go to the register. They give me ten percent off for my mil my for being in the military. Right. I'm like, How's this happen? I get Stephen was listening because he was with me to take down the show. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have been able to put these in my car. Oh. So Steve's there with the truck. And I had just given him, Lori didn't want these brackets that have Velcro on the bottom that go on the back of your car. Yeah. So you, they like hold things in right, place. Right, She gave them to Ste- Stephen. Yeah. He has those so all the boards can stay in his back. They won't move around. The following day, which was yesterday, I thought, okay, I'll just prime the the. Pickets, yeah. with white paint. I, I'm not. I don't like painting unless it's on canvas. Like painting room is like hell. Right. For me. Okay. So. I know it sounds odd, but it is. Yeah, it
1: doesn't sound odd at oh, all. You're just, creative. Yeah, because this is like,
0: <laughs> like work, work, painting, work. But I ended up okay. The goal is then just to prime them. Right. Keep it small. That's yeah. another thing. Set the bar low, folks. So I, I prime them. They, they dry, and Steve had to drop these boards over. So rather than go home, he was working on his theater thing because he has a show tonight. So And we have that cat, Eleanor. We have yeah. a blind cat, ladies and gentlemen, and has no eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks like a stuffed animal with two buttons for eyes. Right. So Steve just kind of hung out with that cat while he did his work. And I'm out there paying to the other side, and they're done. So I have the color for the fence. So I'm going to paint these with the fence color. So then all I got to do is put it together like a puzzle. Right. So I had time to do that. And now that I have the paint that painted the puzzle, there was one piece of unfinished paint spot in a horrible spot behind my concrete fountain that's filled with water. Right. So Steve is there. I go, Steve, can you help me just... Because it's not hard to move with two people. Yeah, yeah. So I go, Steve, can you help me move the fountain for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I painted behind there too. Put the fountain. Every, all that stuff. Yeah. In my mind, or even if I planned it. Right. Any one of those things could have taken, I was thinking, it really is this carefree approach in anything. Yeah. Really makes the thing yes. more than expected happen.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Because And the fact that I used god enthused me because each step of the way right from the shopping to even i'm just gonna prime these today right and then i got enthusiasm like the enthusiasm just and i said okay i'm gonna go with it i mean this stuff works and if you're listening you are probably going, what the heck does this have to do with spirituality you know it has everything to do with spirituality and it's right here because i Kim, i'm so happy i brought this book like you were saying we don't know how this show comes together yeah this is the, this book i should tell folks who are listening it's called whatsoever things are true and it's a compilation of quotes by harold wally it's a unity book has everyone in it primarily a lot of unity people right. are in it mm-hmm. a lot of new thoughts people um, we are all familiar with that we read from on the show But I read this one too, I Listen to this. This is from Gardner Hunting. And I go, we're probably not going to read from here. Yes. But we are. Um, First was Socrates. Now this. This is from Gardner Hunting. Faith enough to move mountains comes from using faith enough to move grains of sand.
1: That's right. That's right. Yep. For you, the fence. For me, my student. Yeah. We start doing
0: these little things, man. And you get results. I mean, the results are so incredible.
1: Yeah, and the results start in the mind. Yes. I just happen to have this old Kirky postcard. Says, and he has this Neville Goddard quote, which is just what we were talking about. What you did and what I did with my student. The assumption of the wish already fulfilled is the way to atonement or atonement yes. or union with your objective. We'll end it with this. We'll go to the break. Mary Cupferly says, "You have what it takes." If your life seems at times to be too much for you to handle, remember dear friend, you have what it takes. She says when any crisis in your life looms large, and that can be as small as a fence or a student or a bill you got to pay or a call you got to make to the phone company or whatever it is, because if it's stopping the flow of your energy, it's a big deal that needs to be addressed. That's the main thing. If it's, if it is something that has begun to block the flow of your energy and the way you feel, then it needs to be addressed. You are the most important thing in your universe. She says, when it looms large, any crisis, remember that you have what it takes. The panic will fade. The threat will dissolve. The enemy will retreat and the victory will be felt within your soul. Yes, dear friend, you do have what it takes. She says, you have, you have what it takes because built into the depths of your soul is the ability to handle victoriously every challenge of your life. When there seem to be no roots of faith to hold on to, to grow from, to rely upon, remember that God will supply the roots or the ideas or the planks for your fence. Your part is to believe this. God's part is to provide all you need. Deliberately turn away from what others may tell you about what you do not have, what you cannot do, or what you should not expect. Remember that you are not at the mercy of the negative in life consistently rebuild your awareness of oneness with the father through steady acceptance of the positive. Begin with the positive thought. I have what it takes. Repeat it. Decree it. Speak it aloud. Hold to it silently. God will give the increase. There are no mistakes. That's I right. have
0: what it takes.
1: That's right. We can bring this earnest out in the next segment because no, I think it's so good. We also have that other mental environment thing we talked about. So we got so much great stuff to share. Krista McAvina is an amazing artist. She is on fire with ideas about faith and grace and all manner of things. Chobi. Indy looks like he's quite happy. So everything's rolling along. And it's
0: hot in here.
1: Coming up next, faith-fueled artist Krista McAvina encourages us to bless our lives and circumstances with a prosperous story and believe that God will bring it about with today's reading, Grace. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, live from Chobo Studio.
2: We now return to the funniest thing here are your hosts daryl and ed the best looking guys on the radio
1: all right everyone welcome back to funniest thing with daryl and ed today's episode is called how much faith is necessary with artist krista Macavina. how are you today krista
3: doing good i'm glad to be back thanks for having me
1: oh my god you know how happy we <laughs> are that you're here we needed a guest. We, you, I know you refer to yourself as the Alec Baldwin of podcast guests. <laughs> Wait,
0: no, it's not so happy. We are, we are happy you're here, but we're very happy that you live so close, so we could pull you <laughs> into the studio anytime That's we're right. in a jam.
1: That's the truth.
3: Happy to do it. That's the frequent right. Flyer.
1: Hey, there's a uh, fans have been wondering since last week's episode because our show description had a quote from Rolo May. Who is Rollo May? Well, I think Anyone?
0: one of us thought he was a baseball player. That was Someone you. Someone else thought he was, <laughs> what, a candy manufacturer? The Rolo. <laughs> Yes.
1: Rolling Rolo's to your friend.
0: And ironically, we discovered, this isn't the ironic part, but he was a psychologist. Yes. Wrote many books in the 60s and 70s. Yes. And they're highly acclaimed, but Krista knew of him.
3: Yeah back from my uh therapist training days from yeah he was one of the psychologists we had to study he was one of the the forefathers
1: yes yeah, very positive the quote that we read was if you do not express your own original ideas if you do not listen to your own being you will have betrayed yourself by Rollo May yes yeah. man isn't that the truth man that's the thing like more and more we need our originality we need our creativity we need our that's why I love working with kids like the ones I... Uh, that's what got me back into the, the driver's seat with my student this week because I was like, wait, this is the kind of kid that I literally wanted to work with that they they can't help but disrupting this whole machine that's going on in these schools that's not very life-affirming and creative. And here comes this guy, and he wants to be alive at all costs. And so he's like Rolo, what Rolo may in a way. he's just like he's going to be true to himself, and that is a very important thing. So...
3: Absolutely. I, I was thinking about that the other day. The people that I most like to hang ar- out with are people who are the most comfortable with who they are. and yeah. I, I think that's something I've even I'm still trying to figure out for myself. I mean right. being an artist and you know and maybe growing up in in regions where you things need to be a little more practical. you take on other uh, personas or other roles that maybe aren't really you, but the more you you are, the the better life starts to flow and the more comfortable people are around you.
1: Got that right.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that's, yeah, because I just, there's a book where next week's show is probably going to be Be All You Can Be, Be mm. Yourself Show, because mm-hmm. I just yeah. read something. I was going to bring a book that, that hit on <laughs> exactly what you just said. I didn't bring it today, folks, but it's probably getting us ready for next week's show. Right. Write it down right They're now. a little teaser. <laughs> now, and the Be All You Can Be also has a spiritual component, because yeah. you probably recognize that it was the... Motto, the advertising uh, slogan for the army during the 80s. I, re- I remember mm-hmm. learning about
1: mm-hmm. this from the men who watch Goats movie, right? Or yes. Watched, yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, yeah.
0: because that colonel, because of Reagan, who was good friends with Manly P. Hall, I found right, out. Right, right. And would read a lot of this metaphysical mm-hmm. stuff that we read. He firmly, he had faith that... Um, the military needs to start rethinking and opening its mind to these spiritual concepts that are very powerful that right. we know exist. Mm-hmm. So he sent a colonel all over. Um, you can look this up online. I forget his name. And he was an army colonel. He went all over studying all these various religions. Right. And he came back and said, Yeah, man, let's do this. He actually called it to become a Jedi.
4: Right. He was even using
0: that like phraseology. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week's show we know will be all you can be, being true to yourself. I'm
3: oh, looking forward to that one. Yeah. yeah. That just yeah, happened here, one. folks.
0: Now you saw how our show has created. <laughs> but I got a reading here. Um, this is from Robert B. Stone. And this goes along with The Faith Show and how we perceive ourselves. This is actually another precursor to next week's show. Do you want me show. to do
1: that voice again? Yeah, go ahead. Robert, be stoned right now. He can't come to the phone. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) a terrible voice. That is
0: not... (laughs) I could just imagine the, the image of the person Kirk is imagining hearing you do that voice. But listen to this, folks. This is it. This is the faith portion because we also wrote in our description... Yes, we have amazing. to bless like the people who we think are we're having trouble with and the the stories that we tell ourselves you know these these not these not positive stories we can believe that God is blessing them yeah bless these negative stories we're making up bless the people where right now we feel are um causing us stress in our life and seeing that transform because it always does yes it really is an inside job and speaking of inside jobs and today's subject from robert b stone he asks what is your vision of yourself what are your thoughts right now about your beliefs your capabilities and your health I mean, just think about it. What are your thoughts right now about your beliefs, your capabilities, and your health? How do you see yourself today? The answers to this question today determine how you will be tomorrow. The reason is that these answers comprise the climate in which your brain and body cells are reproducing. Mm -hmm. Healthy climate, healthy brain cells, healthy body cells. Poor climate, and we're talking about our mental climate, our mm-hmm. mental atmosphere. Mm. Poor climate, unhealthy brain cells, unhealthy body cells. Your thoughts and beliefs about yourself are creating a pattern for your continuing self. They do so by governing the climate in which these cells are renewing themselves. And I love this part. To lead a fairy tale life you need to maintain a fairytale life vision for yourself. You must raise your current thoughts and beliefs about yourself, your life, and your health. Certainly, you must raise your vision from disease to wholeness. We can always take a lesson from Jesus when Jesus said to the man in the temple, Stretch out your hand. And that's from Matthew 12, 13. He did not see a withered hand. He saw a hand filled with life, with strong muscles, nerves, and tendons. He maintained a vision of wholeness for that hand, and those visions became true. And that's what we mean about the negative and positive stories. We're choosing to make up and then choosing to believe or yeah. reinforce because we're telling people uh, how we're feeling as a result of that story.
3: I, I, this just takes me back to the things we used to talk about when I was dealing with that cancer situation back in the day. You know, uh, I mean, so much. When you asked me to, to be on the show today, I was like, Faith, what, you know, so that's just a cheesy sign at Hobby Lobby. I mean, you know, I grew up going to a Methodist church, but, you know, sometimes the words are just like, ugh, go But to you. me, it it, it, is, it is not just a word that's church related. It is about entertaining the possibilities of that something can happen that you can envision something because back when i got that diagnosis it was grim and forgive me if this is repeating a show we had before but i couldn't i I was like oh this is not gonna end well this is bad and i was really frightened but in talking to you and talking to other friends i started to be able to entertain the possibility that i could have a positive outcome right and then just like the quote you were talking about i started realizing that i needed to change the environment that whatever whatever the the environment in my body was that grew this cancer maybe i needed to change some things and i'm not saying that there's like some health miracle or something that could change but just in how i looked at myself and like maybe some of the things i was eating i knew i needed to change the climate that that grew in and Mm. so so that was part of it too but it applies to not just your body i think it applies to so much more
0: yeah, I believe it goes out and into the I mean there's so much more that physicists, you know, physicists have confirmed that is unseen in our reality as opposed to what's seen. And that's where these the belief that it goes beyond even the body and changes conditions.
3: Yeah. No question. That's
0: that's what I have to hang my hat on. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you said about the, I didn't know if we'd be reading, well, we thought we were going to read this, but what, it you, down. what you said about the religious point, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, faith is, you know, we got to remember, it's a mental activity that exists, mm-hmm. whether you believe in God or not, you, I mean, once I get this girlfriend, everything's going to be great, guys. You know, once I get this job, that's faith. Mm-hmm. So it's
1: not just a religious word. And here, this is from uh, Science of Mind. So when you're saying that, though, I just want to bring this yeah. point out. You're always putting your faith in something. Yeah, whether, absolutely. And that's really where the question lies. And so, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, because what you're saying is sometimes we think, oh, the girlfriend, that's the thing that's going to change it. And you realize quickly by, well, not necessarily that quickly, but if you're paying attention, we start to realize that they trying to put faith in those type of passing things. You're going to end up resenting the girlfriend. Everything's going to fall apart. And it's just going to keep this cycle of like... Getting so high, and then, yes. then it's not done. Then it, so mm-hmm. we're looking for the kind of faith that actually is life-affirming and, mm-hmm. and is sustainable, and it just well, adds that, to all this good stuff we're talking well, about. Well, when yeah. you
0: put your faith in a principle, even though you can't principle. see it and it exists, you're going to get results. But if you just put your faith in the results instead of the principle, yeah, then the results are fleeting, if you even get them. Mm-hmm. And you're just always going to be well what's the use until the next big thing you chase.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And even if you get it, you may be like, "Oh, okay, now what?" Right. Which is what I would do. Okay, well now <laughs> what? All right. Yeah. So
1: yeah, especially when you get it sometimes it's like, "Wait, what?"
0: So this this in this chapter Uh, In Science of Mind, it's page 155 if you have the book. If you're wondering what this book is and you're watching, you go, man, that thing looks gigantic. Well, it's really just all the writings of Ernest Holmes compiled into a book that people who came after Ernest Holmes decided they were going to use as a manual um, to study from. For me, it's a little too big, but I keep it around, and I just flip to something, and here we go. And I
1: think uh, Kenneth Gray, when we took that metaphysical Bible study, we actually kind of found a functional use for yeah. it, right, when we would work with him.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, says faith, always a power. That's the best part. Our faith is always a power. Like Ed said, what am I putting my faith in? Mm-hmm. Am I putting it in my horror story, or am I going to put it into t- a fairy tale story? I want to believe. I want to have the willingness to believe that this stuff's for real. Otherwise, I'm out of here. You know? Yeah. I just want to jump off the building. (laughs) So faith has been recognized as a power throughout the ages, whether it be faith in God, faith in one's fellow man, in oneself, or in what one is doing. The idea that faith has only to do with our religious experience is a mistake. Faith is a faculty of the mind that finds its highest expression in the religious attitude, but always the man who has faith in his own ability accomplishes far more than the one who has no confidence in himself. Those who have great faith have great power. Why is it that one man's prayers are answered while another's remain unanswered? It cannot be that God desires more for one person than another— It must be that all persons in their approach to reality receive results not because of what they believe in, but because of their belief. Faith is an affirmative mental approach to reality. Mm. And then then on the other side, if we're putting Mm -hmm. our faith in in the fearful or the scary stuff, it's Mm -hmm. called misplaced. He calls it misplaced faith. The fear of lack is nothing more than the belief that God does not and will not supply us with whatever we need. The fear of death is the belief that promises of eternal life may not come true. The fear of loss of health, loss of friends, loss of property, all arise from the belief that God is not all that we claim. Omniscient, omnipotence, and omnipresent. But what is fear? Nothing more nor less than the negative use of faith. Faith misplaced. Mm -hmm.
3: That's good. It reminds me, who was it, maybe you guys know, who said you can live as if nothing is a miracle or that everyone is Who's, or everything Every, everything Einstein. is Einstein see alright brilliant guy but but that's that's when life becomes fun when you when you believe in these possibilities that things can work out when you believe that what you need is going to show up yeah because it becomes like a a bit of a I don't know like a scavenger hunt and a, of Every day, when you just kind of go through your life looking for those little miracles. Well, yeah, every day know. is
0: Christmas Eve. Then, because <laughs> then you're like, you are like,
3: don't know what's coming, and you know,
0: it's what, kind am of I, how am I going to get it? Who am I going to get it? Yeah. Is what Santa Claus going to bring it? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, um, listening to you guys, it's amazing how much I, I'm learning. I always learn so much from our guests and from having Daryl here and from these readings. And mm-hmm. um, I've been really—I was telling Daryl, and you know, Daryl knows this term, but I've been just was telling him the other day that. We did a, the Christmas service at Unity. We ste- stepped in and, in Unity Santa Barbara and, I, and we never read the 12 Powers. And it was funny. Can you oh, tell the, the story real quick oh, about the
0: Westwood one?
1: Yeah, first tell the story of how the we. yeah just Powers. Uh, yeah, just.
0: Okay, so a while back, that was at Unity the West Side. Yeah, that was we a got, while ago. Oh, yeah, we got asked to, oh, will you guys give a talk on the 12 Powers? Now, the 12 Powers is a book Fillmore wrote, I mean, Charles Fillmore who was the founder of Unity?
1: What is White It's like Myrtle. a very popular book in the Unity movement. The Twelve Hours. But, but for me, it's a little too much to read.
0: <laughs> so it's yeah. like you know, it's like complicated, Dry. dense. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird because Charles Fillmore, when he spoke, was like the most lighthearted, childlike person, and when he wrote, was often. Super ver- like verbose, like academic language almost, yeah. and so um, his spe- the spirit of what he was all about, in my opinion, doesn't always come through in his writing. In his writings. So anyway, go ahead. So we showed up at the Christmas service.
0: So, but you know, the twelve powers are basic words, and they're in many different metaphysical or new thought groups. The even Emmett Fox talks about it. The corresponding principle, right. Corresponds to each specific, like 12 is a spiritual number. It's not just in Christianity. The like disciples. So the disciples are mm-hmm. 12. It's in Buddhism. It's in many different religions. It, it's a, It's the symbol of complete spiritual, uh, I don't know if it's awareness or completeness. So the 12 powers are like faith, power.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a list of them there? Yeah, hold on. It's faith, it's strength, it's wisdom. It's love, it's power, it's imagination, it's understanding, it's will, order, zeal, release and life. So we get asked to give the talk
0: on these 12 powers. Mm-hmm. As we yeah, We're like, going
1: to like participate with the Reverend Carol yeah. in the Christmas Eve service particularly around the 12 powers. And we get, and we were, they set us up with the candles, remember? Yeah, so we had
0: 12 candles. Yeah. So it was our job. We were the like the, the celebrities who were <laughs> going to do the 12 power talk. Oh, pressure. Mm-hmm. Now, the 12 powers, if you're living this way and you're reading these books over the course of, you know, as long as we have, right. you start to get the... And plus, when you listen to your intuition... Magic happens. You don't have to have people really, what, uh, explain. Right.
1: Well, we're plugged into the same reality yeah. that Charles Fillmore was plugged into, yes. and he wasn't trying to make this complicated. He no. was trying to point out very simple things. Mm-hmm. So we're—it's not that difficult if you practice a morning routine and 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 read this stuff to understand where he would be yes. coming from with this stuff. So. Mm-hmm. In all transparency, neither Daryl and I had ever read the 12 Powers no. book by Charles Fillmore. <laughs> right. So we get to the, we they they call us up for that time. Go ahead. You know what yeah. I just realized? Uh, I was going to say so we just basically winged it.
0: But here's the <laughs> thing. Do you know why I like winging it? Do you know, think of it, wing it. What right. does that mean? It oh, means yes. when I step out yeah. Right. Without like on faith, Is that yeah. what, it means I get the wings of an angel, yeah, and we're yes. actually winging it with faith, yeah. right? Instead of just you know that's preparing right. too hard, yeah, fearfully, right. yeah. So this thing, like we just go boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah, like trade
1: it off between the words. Yeah, we mm-hmm. only had a,
0: like our thing was like the compact, which was yeah.
1: good. We wouldn't have even known the words if they weren't on little yes. slips of paper <laughs> with <We need laughs> each candle that we had. To yeah, light. so we're like. Oh, oh yes, power! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and somehow like we like, delivered. It was like little rascals. It turned out to be so amazing that these stoic, like these people that we would see there, yeah. that were always like stoic, like yeah. you didn't know what they. Yeah, the, they even we didn't
1: even know if the, afterwards what they thought. No, afterwards. Yeah. But then we we started, were highest kites, but yeah. we didn't know what they. But thought. But then
0: we started hearing like this one family. lady family mm-hmm. said, my daughters would come to this every year. They. And they said, your talk on the 12 powers really made sense to them. Now they can understand how to apply this stuff. Yes. Now.
1: Fast forward to m- five years, three years.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say oh, go ahead. just two, three days ago. No, I'm saying,
1: but it's like three years after oh, the yeah, Christmas. Three years yeah.
0: after Christmas. Yeah. I bump into a woman from Unity. Linda. Linda from Unity. And we didn't leave on the best of terms back then. And she showed up at a party for Patty Patty and I was there and I thought, uh Oh, you know, this isn't going to feel good. Comes up. We, we, she, she comes right up. She basically, you know, we air out whatever it was from back then in a very positive manner. She was the one who instigated this loving conversation. And then she says, you know, I haven't been back there. And she goes, actually the peak of that place was when you and Ed gave that talk on the 12 powers and I'm going, mm-hmm. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Well that, the reason I bring that up too is because we're talking about faith mm-hmm. and what Charles Fillmore, I, I did end up reading a portion of it for the unity of Santa Barbara Christmas thing. Cause my word was power this year. Mm-hmm. And the th- word that stayed with me, and I only read a few pages of, of, of his book, but was spiritualize your consciousness. I love
0: Ooh. that. Cause I feel it like, sparkling and feeling like a sponge
1: yeah well that was you walking through Lowe's and that is the yes! difference between faith I have now and what I heard of. it is not about like white knuckling it or no. suffering oh. and it is about practicing meditation and affirmative prayer and inspired reading and letting the spirit activate the neurons in our mind and the cells in our body and Looking through the vision of what Charles Fillmore would call unity, it was not a religion. I don't even understand why people are boasting that now it's an official religion. It was never a religion.
0: It was never. It was never intended to, to, to be a religion.
1: It's yeah. a way of seeing things. Yeah, it is very. A religion is like what a group, a body, like. It's a a it's, it's a lens yeah, yeah. through which we look at things, mm-hmm. and this. And the only reason I point this out because it is very important. It doesn't matter who we are. Right. It doesn't matter what you belong to. It matters. Do you plug in and look at it through this lens? Because when I look at it through that lens, my faith is born out of knowing not only that it might turn out that well, but that everywhere around me, miracles are happening all day long. And of course, it's going to turn out well. Mm -hmm. The only way it wouldn't is if I got in the way of it turning out well because the whole universe is trying to turn out well desperately in spite of the times of humans and their silly ways of dealing things. It is constantly pr- pr- uh, producing flowers, plants, animals, creatures that walk up to us and laugh and go, hey, hey, remember, life is still good. Kids that bowl mm-hmm. through our lives and remind us, stop being so uptight and live. Let life flow, circulate. Mm-hmm. This is what the spiritualization of our consciousness is what breeds true faith, in my opinion, that comes from I know the nature of life. So I have faith that it's going to continue to do what it has always done. And that is what really, I believe, transforms our lives with relation to what we talk about on this show.
0: You know what I was yeah. thinking about um, just then when you were saying that? I was thinking about how we... Yeah, all these things talk about how powerful words are which in turn mm-hmm. is our thinking our think we think you know our thoughts our yes. words we internalize and project outward so we're always using words all the time and when we're using words that are affirmative and believing that things could work out or I don't know how this is going to come together mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to it or I'm willing to believe that God is arranging things even if Even if I'm not sure what my heart's desire is, like some people, I still don't know really what my heart's desire is, but just knowing that God is going to arrange things and my heart's desires throughout the day are going to get me to wherever I'm supposed to be. And it's my job just to make sure I do the simple things like eat when hungry, pay my bills, (laughs) and the rest is taken care of. Now, here's the exciting fact. If you know your heart's desire... Or you're just willing to believe that God is going to pluck you from obscurity and you're going to be doing that wonderful thing that you're not even aware of right now that you love and it's not even going to feel like work and you're going to be well compensated for it. Well, that's all you really need to do because the universe, God's spirit, is always progressing, always improving, always evolving, and always moving towards the best. Yes, The most Mm -hmm. feel-good thing you have is the healthiest thing. Yes. Not to feel bad because that is creating a negative climate within us. Mm -hmm. And we just read what that causes. So if this is all true, then it's got to be true. It cannot not be true. That's right. But here's the thing. So the only thing, like Ed was saying, that keeps me, that not keeps me. I don't want to use that word. That slows down my advancing to my highest good. Even if I'm joyful now, the only thing that slows even more of this evolution to more joy and doing more of what I love and more freedom and more life and more health... Is when I start doubting that it's... Or I start resenting somebody. Or I start yeah. getting upset about something I read in the... Mm-hmm. Or the, I start
1: beating myself up and believing yes. that I'm not worthy. Yes. And that mm-hmm. all those memories are true.
0: And you know what this... It gave a whole new meaning to... Because you hear it a lot. Well, I, it's when I take my power back. But I'm not really taking my power... But in this respect... It's I'm taking my power back and out of the flow of life. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking negative, I'm, you know what I mean? Because yeah. people use that yeah, phrase like a lot. It's like you're holding it and, back. And I think the intention or the implied intention for me and how most people were presenting it to me was, I'm not trusting God. I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's that because it pulls us out of the, it, pull, it takes us out of the propellant and it like puts us in a yeah. rickety old... You know, go-kart. But the thing is, I'm actually, anytime I'm negative or doubting or any of these things or mad at myself or comparing myself like I was three minutes ago on Instagram (laughs) to someone I graduated from high school from, whenever I'm doing this, I'm taking my power back and out of the stream of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's just, and it's, and this is the good part. I don't have to beat myself up over because the universe is so forgiving. God is so on our side that all I got to do is be willing to believe that God's arranging things on my behalf again. And all of a sudden it's like, and I'm back in the you know stream.
1: It, instead of taking it back, what we really need to do is give it back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give it Talk back to it. life. Yes. Just like we're talking about with money, give yeah. it back yes. to life where it belongs. We are not meant to hold on to it. No. We are meant to give it back to the flow yes. of life.
3: Well as you guys are talking I'm looking at the plant behind you and I'm thinking about how plants don't grow smaller they no. expand yes. and and if you like if you cover them up with the box, they're just gonna sit there and kind of shrivel up. But like when you're you're giving back that energy, you're expanding, you're yeah. expanding. And when you feel these negative thoughts, when you start to feel like the self criticism or the doubt or the guilt or the self recrimination, yes. you shrink, and then then that power diminishes. So yeah, you've you've really got to get comfortable expanding, and yes. sometimes that can be terrifying. You're All like, right. oh wait, I'm capable of doing whatever it is. I mean, and sometimes. I don't know. I think sometimes life has a bigger, uh, has a greater confidence in our ability to oh, yeah. expand than we do. 100%. You know, um, you guys doing this show. I mean, me deciding oh, I'm not going to have a regular nine to five. I'm going to become an artist and yeah. make a living at it. I mean, what? It, that's crazy, crazy talk. But yeah, yeah. controlling, controlling oh. that flow, controlling what your outcomes are, forcing things. It just, it just doesn't work. You've got to work with a natural, your natural expansion. And sometimes, like. Forcing what you think you want oh, yeah. isn't good either. No. I mean, sometimes you you think that you can yeah. like, I'm going to go become this, whatever it is, and you're not ready, you know, and sometimes. So that's forcing the flow, too, yeah. even if it's forcing yourself to mm-hmm. be at a bigger step than you're ready for. Yeah, you could Sorry. even
1: be ready and yeah. just the timing's off because yeah. it's the impatience in that moment or that yeah. desperation. It's all yeah. so important to pay attention to the way we feel because the mm-hmm. feeling indicates whether the door is open or closed, you know. Yeah. So um, we know we gave you the Grace Daily Word. Do you have oh. it or do you need it?
3: Oh, I actually, I could use it. That'd Here we go. Ooh, we have- the oh. large print edition. So we gave
1: you the Grace Daily Word. Yeah, but you yeah. also had a funny, or uh, not a funny, funniest thing story about Grace that you shared with us. What was that story before well, you read?
3: Well, I, I, I mean, Grace just seems to be circulating around me lately. A, a friend of mine, um, his mother recently passed away after uh, an extended battle with dementia. And one of the things he said, first of all, she was a lovely woman, like full of grace and poise. And I should be wearing pearls to honor her because that's just the level of grace she had. But even when she was, um, she could barely communicate due to dementia, he could ask her to write something down and she would still respond in her beautiful handwriting. And so he had her write the word grace and had them framed and would give them out to people. And so recently she passed away. But in, in talking to him, I was thinking about the word grace and that took me back to an old old boyfriend way back in the day. Mm-hmm. This story is a, a bit convoluted. But no, no, he, he was really great because by the time he was in his 20s, he'd had two different forms of cancer. And he had lost his father and his sister. And so what has taken me up until this point wow. to kind of figure out, he knew then. Did I know it then? No, I was like 23 and and out of whack and really concerned about achieving things and paying my bills on time and sure. having good credit and getting married and registering, you know, just all this dumb stuff, right. you know. Um, but, and, and I didn't understand why he was so laid back and kind of lackadaisical about some things. And, um, and he just pointed out to me, as far as bills were concerned, there are grace periods. And the grace period means like, hey, if you get in on time, there's no penalty. And so when I think of the word grace, I just think of something that comes through for us or is kind of like the great magic eraser yeah. and just makes things that you think were horrific or unforgivable or things you wish you hadn't done, it just makes them go away. Yeah. So when I think of grace, it just it's yeah. just that great... Or or to me, grace is also those magical things that happen as you're going through a tough time and that certain person says the right thing to you or um, you, you find something that gives meaning to a situation. I don't know. Yeah, I just I just love the that's word grace. Wonderful. Um, so when you gave me the daily word, I was like, Ooh, I like this. Well, it takes yeah, the nice. pressure
0: off, it doesn't it? Does.
3: It Yeah. It's easy. Grace periods. We use it in our everyday language, yeah. which is good because sometimes I'm really late on a couple bills.
0: <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> um, so should I go ahead and read it? Yeah. All right. So grace, uh, in, it was a, the daily word for Sunday, June 11th. Um, with joy and gratitude, I welcome Grace. The guiding, healing, harmonizing presence and power of God is everywhere present. Divine grace is mine whenever I say yes to this presence within me. I release any thought that I'm unworthy of grace. Nothing I could do or fail to do would ever disturb my divine identity. Grace need not be earned, nor can it be bought. It is inexhaustible. No matter how much comes my way, I can relax in complete trust that even more will be available as I need it. Grace doesn't happen to me. It expresses through me. Just as I have been blessed to receive grace when I have needed it, I am honored to be the conduit through which it flows to someone else, blessing them in a time of need. And the verse that goes with this one is, yes, everything is for your sake so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. And that was from Second Corinthians 4.15.
0: And you know that that Corinthians verse is what Ed said at the beginning of the show, that if I'm sitting around telling myself, you know, and I could do this. You never know when these thoughts are going to pop in. You can be going for a walk, and all of a sudden you think, oh... I remember when I did that to that person back when I you was, know, I'm talking things 30, 40 years ago. Right. And then it reminds you of another one. You go, oh, I should, you know, I should feel bad. You know, I should punish myself. I'm not yeah. clearly thinking the words, I should punish myself, but I start to get the feeling. Yeah. But here in the Bible verse, it's saying that that is not what we're supposed to be doing. Repent didn't mean, oh, I'm so bad. It meant, Change your mind. Change your thought. That's right. Of, the, mm-hmm. uh, of That's it. Right. It doesn't yes. mean what we were, for some reason, yeah. the mm-hmm. connotation is sit there and feel miserable. Flog yourself. Flog yourself. Yeah. That's not what the yeah. word means.
1: Literally, in some traditions, mm-hmm. they would flog themselves. Yeah. Like God's well, like, I would okay, no, now, I'm saying, yeah. But this, it's oh, yeah. kind of interesting to see that it actually was a physical. I mean, yeah. so yeah. it shows you yeah. what we're doing mentally, because those thoughts, like Reverend Ike said, it's not just the thought; it's the personality of the person who yeah. thought mm-hmm. the thought that's going on inside of us. So we have to be aware. So go ahead, yeah. Well,
0: this Bible verse is reaff- reassuring us all that staying in, and feeling bad because you think you did something so reprehensible is not the solution,
4: because
0: it's saying yes. Everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So it's saying if you're staying in that, you're of no help. Yeah. yeah. You're not joining forces with God. Right. Like you think you were by telling yourself, I'm a bad boy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Not at all. No, that yeah. you need to jump back into the positive stream of life. Mm-hmm. And be willing to believe that God is working on your behalf. Right. And get back in and continue to do his work by being happy and joyful and sharing that with others. Yeah. And forgiving. We got yeah. s- to it's hard to forgive others if you're not forgiving yourself.
3: That's 100% right. I think that that is the tough one, you know. But also, I think about when... um and I don't know who taught this to me, but when I'm beating myself up internally, just like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, or you could do better, or what were you thinking? Like, I wouldn't say that to a friend of mine. Or And when my friends are beating themselves up, I'm like, don't talk to my friend like that, you know? Um, and, right. and, and it's like, by forgiving ourselves, we can also cut other people a break, too. Because yeah, when we, we can recognize that we're human and let it go, then... You know we well, need to it, let people off the hook
1: it's also scientific scientific uh, vibratory metaphysical mm-hmm. understanding that when we're if we tune into the punishment we we can, we are no longer connected to god we're no longer connected yeah. we can't actually perceive the good when we're tuned into that negative yeah so it's, that's why when we're tuned to the negative, it seems so real because literally uh, it's the only thing we can perceive from that place. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, like you guys are saying, the moment we forgive ourselves, it's not even like, oh, I'm a bad person, but I forgave myself. Then I can throw that other person a bone. Mm-hmm. Only when we forgive ourselves do we even begin to realize who we really are. Once we realize who we really are, then I realize mm-hmm. who you really are. And it doesn't matter if you think you're bad or not. I see the truth. Yeah. Of your being. Yes. Yes. And then I can start to help other people unravel their stuff. But it, it has to begin with me. And that's why the morning routine, again, is so important. You have to find a way, or I have to find a way to mm-hmm. connect in a real way with this truth in a way that I experience it. Mm-hmm. And it releases all the nonsense. Yeah. And I can breathe again because I'm now back in tune with this heaven or harmony with life around me. So Kathy
0: Norman gave the best example of how to treat yourself more forgivingly and lovingly and encouragingly. Would you like to know what it was? Please. She said, start imagining when you're about to give yourself a hard time or, you gotta remember, imagine that the real you is like a a little puppy you're taking care of. You wouldn't scream and yell at your puppy if it made a Mm -hmm. mistake. You would just clean up and love it. Mm -hmm. You would keep your puppy away from angry and mean dogs. Mm. You know, and she just... And I was like, what a great way... To see yourself, yes. caring mm-hmm. for yourself, yes. Yes. because you'll be much more forgiving, less uh, apt to yell and repeatedly yell at yourself in your mind, yes. or tell yourself, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. It's, it's horrible. Would you do that to a puppy? No. And don't do it to yourself, Ed. Thank you. I really mm-hmm. feel that. I love yeah. that. Isn't that a great well, way a to look one. at it? Because yeah. it yeah. makes well, you go, really, I don't want to do that to yeah. my
1: puppy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, artist Krista McAvina. Um, I just got a message from producer Indy. He mm-hmm. has another Sausage McMuffin and a hash brown he needs to eat. <laughs> so we need to wrap this up. Um, anything going on in the art world for you? That uh, You got any shows coming up?
3: Well, no. I'm actually installing a show for a nonprofit. This weekend, the Art of Elysium. It's, it's an exhibit of the work that um, artists have helped facilitate in the community with some populations of need, like with some teens oh, dealing with emotional issues. Yeah. And some citizens. So when I leave here, I'm going to go and be a curator. Oh, great. So, but, uh But there's always something going on. But yeah, I think you, your Instagram
1: is C right? yes. Sky Art, right? S E A S K Y A R T. C Sky Art on Instagram. Yeah. Follow Come FISTA. Say hi. Yeah, uh, if you're at a show, we'll probably Mm -hmm. be there, too. Man, that last time we came down was amazing. Uh, I was there for three and a half hours.
3: Which is astounding. I was looking through
1: some art journals before this, and I found a little story. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord.
3: Okay, bring it.
1: So when Krista was in kindergarten, it was art time. Time for art. She loved it. Krista's teacher came by, noticed what Krista had drawn, and said, Krista, you drew that horse wrongly. Krista replied, How did I draw it wrongly? Her teacher said, well, Krista, why does the horse have wings? (laughs) Krista was confused. Why can't it have wings? Her teacher (laughs) replied, well, it isn't a horse if it has wings. Krista was even more confused. Then why did you call it a horse in the first place?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, have faith in your own vision. Sinatra?
1: Yes. I said, want to sing it? Yeah, I think it's life. life. That's life. And as funny and as it, it may seem, some, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. dream. But, but I don't, I don't let, it,
0: let it, let it get me down. Because this fine old world, it keeps spinning, spinning around. around. <laughs> Visit DarylNed.com <and> <laughs> <laughs> to find easy links. i Krista McAvino, we love you. That's life
1: That's life I tell you I can't deny it I thought of quitting baby But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think It was worth one single try I'd jump on that big bird And I'd fly Yeah
0: Wow, wasn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that, too, here at Chobostudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to PodShuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you, we'll cut up clips, we'll edit for you, uh, podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at Pod Shuttle and Chobo. We love you.